The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is James Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I hope everyone is staying safe and careful out there and listening intently to the Holy Spirit. A lot of exciting things are happening around us right now, despite what's happening in the world. Many prophecies are being fulfilled right before our eyes. And the plan of God is being implemented despite ourselves. See, that's the thing. God's plan for our lives and plan for this nation and the nations as a whole cannot be stopped by everything going on in the world. God's plan does not care about the politicians. God doesn't care about what's being spoken about in the media. God does not care about our current situation. And that's why it's very important that we keep in mind what it is that he has for us and his plan in our lives. We need to focus in on God's plan in every aspect of our life and look at the world through God's lens, through God's eyes, and focus on that over our own. Because God's plan does not care about our current situation or what's going on in the world. We need to keep that in mind in everything we do, because God's plan is going to happen despite ourselves, whether we like it or not. So, to emphasize this point, I've been asked to share a clip from last Sunday evening's service, where Pastor Joshua goes more in-depth on this topic. So, let's listen into that. You know, our theme for this year, the prophetic word that God spoke over 2020 was that we were going to get 2020 vision in 2020. That's what he was saying, which means that we're going to see in the spiritual realm. He was not saying, hey, you're not going to need glasses anymore, which, hey, that's a blessing too. But he was not speaking about just the physical, like, I'm going to heal your eyes. What he was saying is you're going to see in the spiritual realm. You're not going to be limited by your physical or natural understanding. We know in 2 Kings chapter 6 that Elisha had a servant and the Arameans had sent an army to Elisha to kill him. And the reason why is because the king was very upset because he found out that Elisha was telling basically the king of Israel all of his military plans. The king would say, well, let's go and do this. And then Elisha would send word to the king and say, hey, don't go over there because they laid a trap for you. So the Aramean king was very upset by this. So he said, okay, well, let's go kill Elisha. You know, obviously not even realizing that he probably could hear what he was saying right there too. But they sent an army to kill Elisha. They're like, hey, this is a very big liability for us. We can't afford to keep this Israeli military asset going. Okay, we got to take it out. So they surrounded the city and they came in. They're like, bring us Elisha. 
And his servant was kind of scared, like, what are we supposed to do? So it says in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, and I'm reading in the NIV, it says, When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? His servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then in 2 Kings six seventeen, Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He finally saw into the spiritual realm. And this is the important thing, because what we see in the natural does not always line up with what is going on in the spiritual realm. And what is going on in the spiritual realm, that is the way things actually are. That is what God is actually doing. Those are the things that are actually happening. Because it doesn't matter what he saw in the natural. If those armies attacked Elisha, well, they would have been slaughtered by all those angels. So understand, what's going on in the spiritual realm is always of more importance than what is going on in the natural realm. It will always supersede what is going on. And I want you to remind yourself of this, because despite your situation, despite what you see in the natural, it doesn't necessarily line up with what is going on in the spiritual realm. Here we had a hopeless situation that would normally instill fear in someone, but Elisha was able to see into the spiritual realm, so he was not afraid. I mean, you wouldn't be afraid. It's like, oh, they got their army. Well, I've got chariots of fire and angels, right? So there's confidence that we have, and there's no need for fear when we are seeing what God is doing. This is why, you know, a lot of us that have been in prayer have not been held captive by the same fear that is going on in the media or in the world concerning the coronavirus. Because, yes, we understand it's a serious situation, but we also know, hey, we don't need to live according to fear. It doesn't mean that we're reckless, but it means that, hey, we know that our God is stronger than any virus. And we know that God turns any situation around for the good of those that love him and are called by his name. Any situation. Now, the thing is, is that because Elisha was sensitive to what God was doing in the spiritual realm, God was able to turn the situation around. I mean, because imagine what would have happened if Elisha was captivated by fear. What would have happened? Do you think God would have been able to do what he did? Because let's look at what God did in this situation. Elisha prayed that they would be blinded. God answered his prayer. Then Elisha led the entire army from one city to another city where the king of Israel was. And the king started asking, he said, hey, should I kill these guys? You know, they came to kill you. Should I kill them? You know, let me know what to do. Let me know what to do, boss. You know, you have the word. I'll take care of it. But what did Elisha say? He said, no, bring them a meal. Prepare them a meal. And then after the whole meal was laid out for them, then he prayed, okay, God, open their eyes. So these men that had come to kill Elisha, Elisha prepared a feast for them. You always answer hatred with love, right? 
And the amazing thing about this is because Elijah did not get captivated by fear, he was able to resolve this situation without any bloodshed, without anything going on, any more heartaches. And the scripture says at the end of that chapter that the Aramean raids stopped happening after that. They didn't continue. Why? Because these men who were sent to kill Elijah, they came and said, dude, they gave us a feast, right? They treated us like kings. We don't want to kill the guy. I mean, why should we kill this man who treated us with kindness? So before, when the Israelites were continually dealing with these raids, these men that were coming, plundering their lands, killing some of their people, in this one act, because Elijah was being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, because of this one act, this thing stopped. These hardships stopped. These bad things stopped happening because the raid stopped, okay? Hey, we don't want to wage war against these people. And understand, there's not really a normal situation that would lead to something like this. Because think about if this were to happen today. If a nation were to send some of their armies, some of their assassins, to kill somebody here in the United States, that could be a declaration of war. (laughs) That's a big deal. That's not something to be taken lightly. But God was able to take this situation where these people were continually waging war against the Israelites and turn it into something peaceful. But there was no more hardships, no more heartaches. And this is where there is power when we stop focusing on the physical realm, stop focusing on the natural, and we start asking God to open our eyes. And seeing into the spiritual realm. Because he's able to do things in a way that supersede our own understanding. Okay, this doesn't make sense. But it's supernatural. And we have to apply it to our current situation now. We have to apply it wherever we are at right now. Because understand, Elisha, when he was surrounded by the armies, he wasn't crying out to God. God, show me. What are you doing in this situation? He already knew. Because... Leading up to this situation, when the king of the Arameans gave a command, Elisha was seeing it in the spiritual realm. So leading up to the situation, he was already looking in the spiritual realm. So when he was put in what normally would be a dangerous situation, he was already looking in the spiritual realm. And we shouldn't wait till we're surrounded by armies to try and cry out to God and say, God, what am I supposed to do, right? Because when we're in the spiritual realm all the time, every day of our life, when we wake up, when we go about our day, then we know that everywhere that we're stepping is preordained rather than us wandering into a trap, right? And then we have to cry out to God for relief. And a lot of Christians get stuck in that kind of thing where they do their own thing. They wind up in some kind of trap. They wind up surrounded or some kind of hardship. And then... They cry out to God. Understand, Elisha, he never stopped communicating with God. He was communicating with God when he wasn't surrounded. He's communicating with God when he was surrounded. Okay? This is why he had peace in that situation. And if you want to be able to have peace in any kind of situation, whether hard, good, bad, difficult... If you want to be able to have peace in any kind of situation, then you start having communication with God when you're already in a peaceful time. 
You don't wait till you're in wartime to try and cry out to God. You listen to God in your day-to-day life when things are peaceful, then it'll be a habit for you to be talking to God. Then when a hardship comes, when a problem comes, hey, you just fall back into your habit. God, what do I do about this situation? God, what do you want me to do today? It's no different. Because understand, having a huge army in front of you or not having a huge army in front of you, all that matters is our obedience. The situation doesn't make a difference. What makes a difference is our obedience. So that's something to be aware of. Don't wait till you are surrounded or don't wait till where you are in a situation of war to cry out to God or ask God for guidance. We should do it in peacetime. I mean, understand when they're training new soldiers, they don't wait till they're on the battlefield to train them how to receive orders and follow orders. They train them how to do it during peacetime before they ever reach the battlefield. And a lot of Christians, for some reason, decide not to start obeying orders until they're already in trouble, until the enemy's already firing at them. Why do we have it so backwards? Understand, and this is why, unfortunately for us, although sometimes maybe at Freedom Fellowship Church it feels like a boot camp, fortunately for us, God's training can often be a lot lighter than having a drill sergeant yelling in your face. But that training is so necessary, and this is why God will always says, right, if you can be trusted in little, you're going to be trusted with more. A lot of times he'll start us with instructions that are simple. Because if we're obedient in these simple instructions, then you're going to be obedient in more. So we need to think about how this applies to our current situation. Because we already know in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we know that those that have been saved, those that know Jesus, were all called. So the only other condition is those who love him. And what did Jesus say about those who love him? If you love me, obey my commands. It says in John 14, verse 21, it says, Those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who love me. It's not just the people who sing songs to him. It's just not the people who tell Jesus they love him. They're the ones who accept his commands and they obey him. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each and every one of them. So understand, we want all of the situations turned around for the good of us. We have to love God. He's going to turn around any situation for those that love him, those that seek after him, listen to his commands, and obey them. And it's no different in this situation. And we've even had testimonies here at Freedom Fellowship Church where God has turned this coronavirus situation into such a time of blessing for them where a lot of people are struggling and God has been able to do miraculous, transformative things in their life where, hey, I'm actually being blessed during this time. And that's something supernatural because God will turn any situation around for those that love him. So that's very important moving forward. But understand that there are certain things, certain mindsets that will blind you to the spiritual realm. 
We need to be sensitive. Our eyes need to be open to the spiritual realm. But understand, one of these things that will blind you to being able to see what God is doing in the spiritual realm, one of those things is religiosity, doctrines of men, doctrines of devils. And that's the end of the clip. So what we can get from this is that it's very important that we don't limit ourselves by our own experiences and understandings of the situation. All the time we need to look to God and be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit as we move forward. We need to have the willingness to look through God's eyes at the situation because only then can we truly see God's plan and move forward without fear. If we look around constantly at the situation we're in, all we see is the turmoil, the chaos, and only relying on our understanding of the situation, we will have fear. We will not know how to act, and we will go as the world does. But when we rely upon God in his leading, only then can we have peace and move forward without fear of what's going to happen. This is a very important thing to remember, especially with what's going on in the world. You look at the world right now, the world's in turmoil. So many things have happened this year from disease to wildfires to wars and rumors of wars that it's amazing to look at all of this happen in such a short amount of time. Yet even despite that, God is still moving in miraculous ways. Despite what is happening in the different nations, despite what's being talked about in the media, God is still on the throne. He is still acting and reacting and constantly moving forward with his plan. If we are to be a part of that, we need to have God's eyes and God's leading. Always remember that God's methods are beyond our understanding. We need to make sure that we rely on him in every aspect of our life, not just when we're in the middle of a rut, not when we're in an emergency. We need to do it in every aspect and train in that way and constantly move back from our own ways of thinking. Because with God, those who are with us are far greater than those who are against us. So we'll be able to get through that situation without struggling and without a fight. So God's methods are far beyond our understanding. Just look at Elijah's case. He was in the middle of a situation where people were coming to kill him. But how did it get solved? Usually in the world's ways of doing things, we would either flee or we would defend ourselves, probably violence and retaliation. But in this situation, he did neither of those things. Instead, he prepared them a feast. He did something that many people in a situation where people are coming to kill you would think is absurd. And yet, because he followed through the plan of God, he was able to stop it in the most peaceful way possible. There was no bloodshed, there was no ill will, and at the end it ended the raids on Israel as well. That is multiple wins at once, a complete change that happened overnight. This is the kind of thing that happens with God if we continue to rely on him. Because God works in the supernatural, not the natural. His ways are above everything that happens in this world and everything that we can possibly conceive. 
So we have to make sure to have that communication with him regularly. We should start now, especially as we're all here stuck at home and dealing with everything going on. Now is the perfect time to train ourselves to be mindful of God's ways of doing things. We should include him in our life, keep that communication and constantly be like, God, what do you want me to do today? What should I do in this situation? Because if we do that, we'll be ready when real crisis and real situations happen in our life, as well as when they don't, and we'll always be on track to follow through with God's plan in our lives. That way we can take our posts. We have already talked many times that the theme of this year is 2020 vision. We need to have that kind of vision when it comes to God's plan. And we have to be reliant on him, or else we'll be just as uncertain as the rest of the world is right now. That's the beauty of being with God. We won't have uncertainty for our own safety and for our own situation, because God will be leading us in every aspect of our life. So let us work now on making that commitment to talk and communicate with God and be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We are so blessed to have such a faithful God to turn to in such situations like this. God is able to turn things around in the blink of an eye without any effort whatsoever. God is more than able to bless us, and the beauty of it is He wants to bless us. He wants to bless you. Even in the midst of this pandemic, while the world is struggling to find out what to do, while everyone is freaking out, now is the perfect time for us to take our posts and move forward and take the blessings God has for us. So step out on faith, believe God, follow the instructions he gives you, and focus on him. That is what we are called to do. Amen? So let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you that we will heed the message today, that we will run with it, and we will not let it fall on deaf ears. I thank you, God, and I pray that you will give us the eyes and the vision to see your plan in our lives, and to be mindful and heed the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God, that even in these situations, even with everything going on in the world, that we will not fear, and we will put our strength our trust, and our hope in you, in Jesus' name, that we will rely fully on your leading in every aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What an exciting time to be in right now. So many things are happening, and God is really on the move all over the world. You may not be able to see it in the media, but it's happening, and it is exciting. And I can't wait to be a part of it, and I hope you guys will join me in it. Now, if you guys would still like to join us in our Sunday services, or any of our services, we are now live-streaming all of our services, both Sunday morning and evening, and Wednesday evening. Our services begin at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, and 7.30 p.m. both Sunday evening and Wednesday evening. If you would like to tune in and join us, you can do so by going to SOGMI.org 
or finding us on YouTube. Also, if you would like to catch up on any of their messages or broadcasts that you may have missed, we are on podcast at SOGMI.org as well as on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So if you want to listen to any more messages or if you want to listen to this one again in the future and really meditate on it, you can do so by going there. Again, that is SOGMI.org as well as Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Thank you once again for tuning in. This has been James Sasso filling in for Pastor Chris on the prophetic voice of our time. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.